of 90s teen horror. I'm Heather Parry and with me amongst some uh, seagull seagulls. noise is Kirsty Logan. Kirsty Logan and some seagulls. Yeah. Yeah, the best combination. The and Rosie, weirdest Hitchcock film. Yeah, Rosie's been trusted to come back in the room. She's lying in the sunshine. Can she be trusted not to bark? Let's wait and see. We'll see. I hope the heat just sort of exhausts her out of movement. She does look pretty pooped. <laughs> I think we need to shave her. And my cats keep lying directly in the sun and they've got like black fur. I'm like, should I be doing something about that? I mean, they're they... supposed to put little cat. Surely they can sun just cream. move. Because Rosie does that in the winter. My mum's got a log burner fire thing and she goes and sits like practically inside it. <laughs> and if you call her over, you touch her fur and it's so hot. And I'm like, oh, that's really bad for her. But then, like, she's not going to let herself catch on fire, surely. But also, black reflects. That's true. Does it? Or is no, it, it, it absorbs. absorbs. Oh, that's the bad then. You're supposed to wear white when it's hot, aren't you? Damn, my yeah. summer goth look is already <laughs> ruined. <laughs> anyway. I'm like, I was, Jim was, I like Googled cat sun cream the other day. I'm like, should I be doing that? I don't feel like I should. I feel like they should be. Well, they're indoor cats anyway. Yeah, but we've got big windows. Oh, but they can't get the thing through the, yeah, don't true. Can, I don't think you can get sunburn through a window. Yeah. You can get like heat rash or whatever, I think. You can't get sunburned. Don't listen to us. We don't know what we're talking we about. We've got no medical advice. We're not doctors. <laughs> Wear your SPF all the time, please. <laughs> even when you're in bed. Even factor under your whatever, clothes. Factor whatever you need. Even in the put winter. It on. You are supposed to wear it under your clothes, I think. Get out. Not if it's like a thick fabric. Like, that's okay. But if it's like a meshy fabric. Really? Yeah. Well, because if the sun can get through the gaps, you know. If oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. Say you were wearing a Rabsy Nesbit vest with like fishnet tights hello hello <laughs> reference wow if that's your summer look i mean have at it but you should probably wear spf underneath i'm not even going to try and explain rabsy nesbit for the american listeners <laughs> sorry you're gonna have to google it and it's and not representative you? of scotland I just to say. it's not it's not it makes me sad i think a lot of people's only cultural touchstones are like rabsy nesbit and train spotting <laughs> like oh okay, maybe still then. game Maybe. Although that's still very Scotland specific. Does that travel? No, I don't think I knew about it when I was down in England. Don't know. Don't know. Anyway, this is not the Scotland show. (laughs) This is actually a Fair Street series um, that we're doing, and today we're doing the fire game. Yeah. (laughs) I've got stuff to say. Okay. It's not very good. (laughs) Not very good stuff that I've got to say. But I've got some of it. Um, are you ready to describe the cover here? I'm going to make it massive oh, for I've, you. Oh, you've got it already, yeah. have you? Okay. Uh, yes. So it's in the same kind of like retro style that we do like, but sometimes there's more successful than others. Yeah. So I'm not going to do the weird photocopier scan down the page. I'm just going to actually describe how my it brain works. as its effect. So the cover's mainly black, but in the background there's um, a house that's on fire. But it looks like... I. <laughs> I'm aware this might be like offensive language in America, but I would say that that's kind of like where a hick would live. It's like a wood. Bad word. I don't know, but it's like a wooden sort of like cabin. Shack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A hick, or you would pay hundreds of pounds a night to rent it on Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So that's on fire. And really, the only difference would be who owns it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Hello to the Capitalism Podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, That's actually quite good fire. Well painted fire, I think. And then we've got a. I will say, very handsome-looking young man at the at the front of this. He's your kind of man, I would say. He's yeah, like pretty, broad shoulders, a skinny hipped, wearing quite skinny trousers, and like he's got his kind of. They're not bulging, but they would bulge if he, he wanted he them to could bulge. Muscles. Definitely be a cousin of your partner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he's very handsome. Uh, and a very kind of like buttoned up pretty girl next to him who's got a black fringe and long black hair and is wearing like a pastel purple skirt and a pastel kind of like lilac top with like a mm-hmm. white collar, would and you say? She, I think she looks like the girl from Labyrinth, Jennifer oh, Connelly. Yeah, 
But that's been ruined now. If if anyone's seen Requiem for a Dream, Jennifer Connelly was ruined. Mm. <laughs> you, that's all it's you just can a role. Now. She's just playing a role. I don't mean that anything ruins a woman. Mm-hmm. I just mean that that's the scene that comes immediately into my mind before oh, that's Labyrinth. that's what you see now. when you see it now. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. But yeah, she kind of is. Uh, she's got kind of like a skinnier looking face than Jennifer Connelly, I think, in that film. Mm. She's got that sort of like teen look isn't she they rounded film. cheeks yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um anyway so he's wearing like pastel green trousers which i think my partner actually owns and a purple t-shirt again which i think my partner owns. Purple <laughs> or brown. do you think david do you think david saw this picture in the 90s and it stuck in his head and he was like that's the model of david's how I literally to look. never thought about his look or considered <laughs> anything <laughs> i suggested that he should start washing his hair recently and he said he didn't want to arrange that wow i mean it is complicated <laughs> it is isn't it like we definitely have a shower every day so it's really hard to put like shampoo on your hand and then wash your hair. Well, he's already washing the rest of him yeah so what's the he just doesn't want to arrange his hands going upwards or buying you do shampoo. have to arrange it are you like you can use my shampoo though you or can he not he could use my shampoo if you wanted okay. to is it special is it special lady shampoo well, it's just aussie <laughs> I noticed in the supermarket the other day there was a separate section for men's toiletries, and I was like, "Why?" I have been What's trying the to fucking difference. I've been trying to buy a spa day for someone lately, and I noticed that they've all got treatments for men, which I assume is like, ball massage. <laughs> Not that kind of spa. <laughs> I don't see what else could be so specific about them. <laughs> yeah, like beard conditioning. I feel like I need that. <laughs> Anyway, this cover, it says Fear Street, R.L. Stein on top. Uh, it says the fire game in kind of horrible yellow at the bottom. And it says, when you're playing with fire, someone is bound to get burned. Which I'm going to say is probably the best tagline we've had so far. I mean, it's a cliche, but it is, it's but not it, the worst. It also could be written better. Yeah. Or well, even like play with fire, get burned would be better, I think. Oh, yeah. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's too late now. Don't get me into taglines because I'll start talking about the evolution of the tagline in the Alien series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which goes from best tagline ever written. Which is what? In space, no one can hear you scream. Oh, that is good. Which is, and a woman came up with that. Mm. Fucking brilliant. Honestly. I couldn't believe that came from that. Because it's so like ubiquitous now. Mm-hmm. And then this, like by the third one, it's the first time you, you, no one could hear you scream in space and then the second time it was somewhere different and then this the next time, time you screamed someone did hear but not enough it's like a paragraph long it doesn't make any fucking sense anyway that's my phd forthcoming in uh tagline <laughs> i'm afraid we're already working on our phds at our point horror doctorates <laughs> i think you'll find um okay we're ready for the first page yes. of the fire game Wait, oh it's by we? robot stein oh. did i say that must they're it, all by robot must stein. it be must it be here we go. <laughs> so if anyone had a little, like, clink there, it was Rosie, she's dreaming, she's running, and her paw just, like, touched the bed frame. Like when she cute. does the little, um, fluttery paws. Yeah. And she barks with her mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get some. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Fleecy clouds moved across the sun, then suddenly broke up, sending glittering sunlight through the dusty library window. I bet Robustine was really pleased with that. <laughs> <laughs> when he wrote it. Fleecy. Jill Franks squinted against the sudden brightness, then laughed as her friend, Andrea Hubbard, quickly put on oversized purple sunglasses with heart-shaped frames. Where'd you get those? Jill whispered. Aren't they great? exclaimed Andrea, who doesn't know how to modify her voice in a library, obviously. Don't you think they make me look sexy and mysterious? Will you guys keep it down? Both Jill and Andrea turned back in surprise to Diane Hamilton, the only one of the three who actually had a book open nerd (laughs) the girls were at their favorite study table behind the stacks in the school library what did you say shouted andrea and she and jill cracked up again what a couple of pranksters (laughs) the glasses look great said diane trying not to laugh but andrea this is a library we're supposed to be studying for the geography quiz diane's such a fucking dweeb (laughs) (laughs) well lame (laughs) um i just quickly googled the um Kubrick movie version of Lolita to see whether Robot Stein had stolen the heart-shaped glasses from that. But uh-huh. it came out in 1997. And this came out in 91. But weren't the heart-shaped glasses in the 60s one as well? Were they? I thought they were in the Let's poster. I don't think they're in the film, but I think they're in the on the poster. Oh, wait, you know, yeah, 1991 isn't the... Of course it's not the fucking Kubrick one. 
Yeah, 62 is the Kubrick one, and the thing is... It's Adrian Lyon, is it? Is that how you say it? Yeah. I watched a couple of videos about it recently. Oh, no, it was a really good podcast called the Lolita Podcast, Uh huh. which was very good. And, um, yeah, there's some really troubling shit in that 1997 one. Yeah. And do you know what's more troubling? I really liked it at the time, and I think I'm the same age as the actress that was in it. Oh, and I really liked it. We got some really shit uh, messaging as yeah. teenagers. Yeah, we Can really I just did. say? Okay, well, maybe he has ripped the glasses off of the 1962 version of Lolita. Yeah, it's weird. We didn't. Maybe we should add it to the bingo card, uh, sexualising teenage girls, because he does that quite a lot. He does. They, weirdly, none, no one's had a bikini on yet, but we've definitely read other ones of his that they had bikinis on, and yeah. the description was lovingly descripted. Tired, are you going to see how it goes? Yes, I am. Thank you. The seagulls do keep me awake. Yeah. Okay, so we're not even near the sea. Why are they here? Why are there seagulls? When I couldn't tell you how close the sea is. What, forty-five minutes away? Depends which sea. It depends when the river becomes the which sea. Which bit of sea? Yeah, you're never that far from the sea in Scotland. Or True. Or some water. Well, I'm just saying, there's a lot closer fucking places they could go. I mean, there's also foxes around here, and we're not in the woods. Yeah, but they're not called wood foxes. These are called seagulls. Although my brother I was just about to be like, Heather, they're not called wood gulls either. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law would currently go into this conversation and go, actually, there's no such thing as a seagull. They're herring gulls, which is true, yet tedious. <laughs> true yet tedious could apply to Podcast so much. Podcast by Jesse Logan. <laughs> true but tedious. Uh, okay, back to the book. So, our point of view character is Jill. She is bubbly, tall, slim, and has long black hair. Also, we have her friends, Diane, who is calm, shy, petite, and brunette, which is unusual for a robot Steinbuck. Yeah. Um, we also have Andrea, who, picture this, Heather. She's bouncy, muscular, and has boy-short red hair. That sounds familiar. Pick- I feel like I'm looking at person. <laughs> Pick me. <laughs> it looks just like that also, right thank now. You. I don't really consider myself to be muscular, <laughs> but I would like to be. You're not unmuscular. I've got really big thigh and bum muscles. <laughs> They're just <laughs> hidden beneath layers of skin and fat. I mean, I'm going to say that as if someone discre- said, I met someone bouncy and muscular with boy short red hair, I'd be like, oh, I oh, know my her. Friend had a, yeah, annoying, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also, she can't modulate the volume of her voice, can she? <laughs> really doesn't hurt that I got my hair cut yesterday and it is. It's very short. Excessive. It looks great, though. Thank you. <laughs> I've got a line where the dye of my hair no longer is, though, and that needs to be sorted out. Me too. That's one with undercuts, and it never quite lasts. I don't mind it. I just can't dye my hair because I want to go swimming. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm in this. Yeah, and I'm not this. the dweeb, which is cool. <laughs> I'll, be and, I'll be the dweeb. I used to do gymnastics. What? Yeah. Well, because the next thing is, that's how they know each other. Because mm-hmm. they're gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And is it just me, or is this series so far has been like weirdly jock-esque? They're all athletes. Which... Or I gymnasts. feel like it's an early thing for Robot Stein because he doesn't do that in his li- in his later works. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, it's getting weird about the gymnasts. Yeah, go, go away Kids from aren't here. into sports. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> or you just go about about their bodies too much. Yeah. So when I was um, what age would I have been? Quite little. My mum and dad used to uh, take me to gymnastics on Friday night at Herring Thought Leisure Centre. Hello, Rotherham. Um, Shout out, Rotherham. <laughs> but they used to leave me for two sessions instead of one. And I think that was just to knock me out. To get rid of you. Just to tire me out. Because I was too fucking energetic. So they just sat in the car just like, oh, thank fuck. <laughs> Peace. And maybe this is, I think they went to do like the food shop or something. Oh, my brother had to go to Scouts and uh, to do something like that. But... I, in my head, it was from six until nine. That's a long Isn't it? session. And then, so maybe, or maybe I'm like overthinking it and it was like half seven till nine or something, but there was definitely two distinct sessions. Mm-hmm. And me and the other really energetic kids who'd been sitting there by their parents didn't have to do the second warm up because we were already warmed up. Mm-hmm. So we just got to fuck about on the parallel bars, which is like my favourite bit. <laughs> and then they'd pick me up and then we'd go home and um, Red Dwarf would have taped. Because Red Dwarf was on nine till half nine, and we would get home at 25 past nine, and then we'd have to not watch the TV for five minutes, and then we were allowed that to watch. That is just living the dream, isn't so, it? Wait, I must have been a teenager then. Why? Because I don't think, I know, I know, what age would you let, watch Red Dwarf? I reckon you probably could watch it quite young, because it wasn't, like, violent. No, I suppose not. You mean, like, some of the jokes would go over your head, but mm. it wasn't, like, gory or anything. 
Anyway, that's just a little bit of Harry oh, factoid. A little bit me. of nostalgia. I'm pretty sure I go to Kitty Cat Badge number six. <laughs> Why are we seeing a TV schedule for like Saturday night in like 1992 or something? And it was like Gladiators, that snooker one. <laughs> we just used to sit and watch all of it. Absolutely all of it. I'm just having a realisation that my mum really thought she was getting quite a different kid because she named me Heather Francis for a start. She sent me to ballet class when I was really young and I just cried till they took me home. Why did you hate ballet? I used to love ballet. Oh, I just couldn't do it. It was too girly. And then I... I mean, it's only girly if people make it, so... I mean, have you seen ballet dancers? They are buff. They are really buff, that is true. I just didn't like it. I didn't want to wear a tutu. And then um, I did figure skating when I was a kid and gymnastics, both of which required me to wear leotards. And in fact, I stopped ice skating because I was like, I'm not dressing up like this anymore. No. Like, I can't. Whereas now I feel like you probably would wear a leotard. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am wearing a leotard <laughs> right now. Yeah, what's the difference between a bodysuit and a leotard, really? <laughs> I just think when Amount you're like, of spandex. When you're like early teens, it's really a lot of attention on your body. Yeah, that's Especially true. if you're like a little bit, like, I was quite chubby. Mm. And then to be like, I just feel really uncomfortable in some clothes as well, and like, like I hate wearing uniform as a teenager, and yeah, when you're sort of like growing, and it just didn't feel good. Ooh, I didn't do that stuff. I did horse riding, French, <laughs> piano. Oh yeah, the piano. Yeah, flute. Flute. Yeah. You're a flautist. I mean, I was shit. Like Lizzo. Oh yeah, no, I was nowhere near that good or hot. <laughs> I was shite. And didn't stick at it. So anyway, there you go. Just the only thing that stuck was make up stories and write them down. <laughs> a useful skill. It's got you there. Yeah, yeah. It's got me somewhere. Um, okay, so they're in the library and then they start talking about Diane's old friend, Gabe, who is a city boy who's coming to their school. But she's worried because, you know, it's a small town. Maybe he'll be bored. He's a city boy. Um, and do you know what else? Quote... He's not like other boys. <gasps> That's a bad sign. Yeah. And also kind of shows what you think about other boys, because here's how he's described. Wild, funny, and sweet. <laughs> You're like, okay. Robot, you stumbled on something there. Hmm. He also plays guitar, which I'm sorry, so does every other fucking teenage boy. And he's also good looking with green eyes, but proper green. Yeah, green, can, green. Can I just read this description out? Oh, yeah. He was the handsomest boy she had ever seen outside the movies. I feel like that's how everyone in all of these books has been described. So beautiful. The most beautiful so you've ever beautiful. seen. Like, not everyone can be the most beautiful. That's not how it works. It's like no. how not everyone can be a winner. Because yep. that's not how things work. Yeah. And his eyes were just as green as Diane had described. A clear bottle green with a sparkling intensity. Almost like fire. <laughs> how, how green eyes. Like fire. God, that was making me annoyed. He's trying so hard there. He's just, he's written quite a nice sentence. A clear bottle green with a sparkling intensity. Like fire. You don't have to put fire into every sentence. I wouldn't say fire has a sparkling intensity anyway. Nope. He's thinking of a sparkler, isn't he? <laughs> a green sparkler. <laughs> that kind of fire that people wave around on bonfire night, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, so also in their gang is some boys. Who are quite DM. forgettable. Um, there's only one way you can tell them apart, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute. So here we go. <clears throat> this is, if I wasn't already off Jill, at this point I was like, come on, Jill. Quote, Officially they were all just friends, but Jill knew Andrea was right. Both Nick and Max were interested in her. Too bad she wasn't interested in either of them. Maybe this new boy, Gabe, would be someone she could care about. And I'm like, come on now. I doubt they both fancy you. I mean, they're teenage boys. They will put their penis in a hole in a pillow. But I also think, like... Their penis. Like, the one collective <laughs> teenage boy penis Are you taking exists. the penis tonight, or am I taking the penis tonight? Um, imagine if all boys just had... It was just a strap-on that they got, like, collective use of. I, I think feel like that would be problems. way better. Because also you could choose, like, what kind of design do you want? Like, what kind of size do you want? Yep. Do you want different colours? Do yep. you want to have like patterns or anything mm -hmm. be great and they you no know, need to keep it like hard mm -hmm. through a stressful period of like your first sexual process there for you exactly you're I not mean, gonna you come too soon people who've got penises can have strap-ons like, they do facilitate that i was talking about this with my friend 
Angela, hi Angela, I don't think you listen, but anyway, in case you're listening to this one, um, and we were saying, you know, if you had a micro penis, rather than be, you know, ashamed or worried about it, I would be like, you know, the guys selling stuff and they've got them all inside their coat and you just open, I would just have like a selection of strap-ons like in my coat. Like, Choose your poison. What kind ladies, do you want, lady? Or men. Or men. Or people. Other. <laughs> what kind of cock would you like today, people? Exactly. You can have any of these. It would yeah. be fantastic. Wouldn't it? Just, right? you know, things are open. Yeah. Um, what were we going to say? Not that people should be shamed for having a micro penis anyway, but you know, if you want to fuck someone with a big penis, you can just buy one. Yeah. Some people don't want that. Exactly. Some people like smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were we before we got into stuff? You know, now we're just talking about cock again. Have <laughs> we made it a whole episode without talking about penis ever? <laughs> um, what were we saying? We were saying the changing... Oh, yeah. I don't know if you Oh, had... the collective penis, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you had, like, like a close group of friends when you were like a teenager that was like mixed but i had like our close group of friends was both boys and girls uh, because we didn't know about uh, the other options then <laughs> um and like everyone kind of had a period of fancying everyone else mm, because mm-hmm. you're at that stage where your feelings are changing and like you're very much at the mercy of your hormones and i feel like you're kind of balancing your possibilities as well you're like did they look at me a bit? Maybe they fancy me. Therefore, if I fancy them, yeah. there's maybe a chance <laughs> that something will happen. Like hardly anything happened apart from one of like I ha- we had a bit of a me and one of them had a bit of a habit of like kissing. <laughs> oh, I feel like in my friend group, I think we all hooked up with each other in various combinations. Yeah. Over about two years. Yeah, I think it just happens. Like I remember one time we were at the pub and everyone just came out and said that they'd fancied almost everyone else at one point. <laughs> but it's just you're in that period, aren't yeah. you? So I think maybe they do fancy her, but maybe next week they won't. Well, exactly. It's not like they're just going to wait for you forever. That's why you really shouldn't get married at 17. Mm. Although some people do, and it seems to work out. It seems wild to me, because I had awful boyfriends. And actually uh, quite an awful girlfriend (laughs) at that time. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, she's straight now, I think. Not not even bi in with a man. I think, like, fully identifies as straight. So I'm a bit like... You too, then. <laughs> anyway, who knows? Who knows what's going on in, in other people's heads? Okay, are you ready for me to tell you about Nick and Max? Go on. And how you can tell them apart? I think I know what you're going to say. So, Nick is skinny and Max is fat. That's it. That's yeah. it. Other than that, they're the same person. Yes. Thanks, robot. Yeah. And yeah. there's so much horrible fat phobia. Oh, about Max. God, it's awful. It's really bad. Um, oh. Can I give you uh, a line that I really enjoyed around here? Actually, maybe you've not got that yet, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh-huh. First, I want to see Diane's haunted cabin. <laughs> is that what we're calling them now? <laughs> Mine is a haunted cabin. <laughs> Can you bring your um, plethora of strap-ons to my haunted my cabin, haunted please? Cabin. <laughs> I like that. Is the you, And if you were trying to see if you could hook up, be like, is the haunted cabin uh, occupied tonight? <laughs> Have you any interest in a short trip to a haunted cabin? Sorry, short, I'm sorry. Doing a spring clean tonight. <laughs> So. Just check. Oh, door closed. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, looks like someone's locked it. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, here is what happens next. Are you ready? Because what happens next, you better get used to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Become so combative now. Fucking get used to it, okay? We've had to. I don't care if you like it or not. <laughs> it's just because happening. Because it's happening. <laughs> Nick and Max have a lighter fight. Oh, I'm so glad I never have to deal with teenage boys. I'm sorry, a lighter fight? So they've got lighters and they're like jabbing them at one another. <laughs> so so awful. So Diane freaks out. And to be fair, understandably, because these absolute dickheads set the library on fire. <laughs> um, except, no, they didn't set the library on fire. Oh. It's just a folder and they throw it in the bin. Oh, okay. So is it was it that something was said to have happened and didn't actually? Uh, yeah. A moment later? Yeah, yeah. You'd think that would be annoying, wouldn't you? You'd think that the boy who cried wolf <laughs> could can you imagine if come you, up. Can you imagine if you lived your life like that? If I was like, oh, Kirsty, Rosie's broken her leg. Oh, she hasn't. You'd hate me. You'd punch me. Um, I actually know people like that. Um, I, I'm not friends with them anymore. But, you know, like someone tells you a really, a story of like something really dramatic or awful that's happened to them. And you're like, oh, that's really terrible i'm really sorry to hear that you know here's maybe some solutions to try and like they don't try any of the solutions and so you're like okay well fair enough but then the next time you see them they have this story about this other really awful and dramatic thing that happened to them and you're like 
wow, that's some really bad luck that both of those things happened to you. Maybe you could try this thing and like that might help with it. And then the next time there's another one and you sort of reach this... Have you never had a, an overdramatic friend? Yeah, but they don't tell me immediately afterwards that that's not the case. Oh, no, they don't tell you. <laughs> you just slowly, over time... It takes me a long time because I usually do believe what people tell me for quite more time than I should. And you reach a point that you start to be like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I have had uh, friends like that, and I used to live in, uh, I used to live in Latin America amongst like a lot of expats, mm. um, immigrants. Immigrants. Why do people yes. still say expat? It's well, just a habit, isn't it? I guess they're not technically immigrants because a lot of them don't have permission to live there. Oh. <laughs> well. But also, that does, that means they're not really expats either. Yeah. Illegal I, immigrants, then. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is how I used to describe myself. Illegal immigrants, but white. Exactly, mm -hmm. with a lot of money, mm. so they exist above the law, basically. And I would say a lot of these people are the worst people you will ever meet. <laughs> I hope I don't meet them. Especially the ones who just live there to kind of avoid paying tax in the countries that they're actually from. Um, and I would say a lot of people, like, I was talking about this with David the other day, and it was like, what was that? Were people just generally, like, more awful? And it was, I think it was just that it was more naked, because there was no mm. reason to cover up like what you were really like Ew. and there's this one kid and he was i think a bit younger than me and i will say he had like trouble he was quite troubled but he was also just a, a bizarre liar so <laughs> i think i told you about this that um he used to just say things that everyone knew weren't wasn't true but you couldn't be bothered to deal with it except a friend of mine from manchester came over to visit and they were at a party and this guy had just told my friend andy that um obama had put a hit out on his dad and um, Andy just went, that's just not true though, is it, mate? And everyone in the party was like, <gasps> And what did the guy say? I can't remember. He did just he say, of, no, it's not? He just sort of bumbled around and said, like, oh, no, it is. But, like, it, you know, maybe it wasn't quite like that. Or <laughs> I think he was just shook by the idea that someone was just like, that's bollocks, isn't and it? And actually call him out on it. Yeah. I don't wow. think it worked. I think it, he just continued being like that. But <laughs> Do you know, Annie has a name for people who are like always trying to one one up everything that you say, which is Eleven Arif, which is like if you went on holiday to Tenerife, <laughs> then they went to Eleven Arif, <laughs> which I quite enjoyed. Good one, Annie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if she made it up or I don't know. Who knows? Who knows where she gets things in that big sexy brain? Uh, anyway, <clears throat> the library's not on fire. It was a folder. But still, totally forgot what we were doing about you're like well, what library what library you said library don't set libraries on fire um the fire brigade comes uh which i'm gonna say was probably hot and that's <laughs> not a pun sorry rosie's doing that thing again where she covers her ears and eyes up that's oh. becoming really offensive rosie i know i know it's a terrible book rosie i know <laughs> she don't, sometimes she does it when i'm talking to her which is just rude <laughs> rosie i can smell your breath from here it's fishy isn't it she never even eats fish don't, don't you come over here and touch this microphone. Stay there. No. Okay, I'll pet you. Sorry. <laughs> Back to the book. Um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, which is the hottest emergency service, fire brigade or paramedics? Oh, I think fire brigade. It's got to be fire brigade. I mean, paramedics are pretty sexy. But even when the fire brigade aren't hot, they're hot. Right. I mean, literally and metaphorically. In, in all ways. <laughs> when they're just standing there, not even saving kittens from... <laughs> burning buildings <laughs> still sexy they really are yeah that's true because you don't get paramedic strippers but you do get fire brigade strippers although maybe it's just like a respect thing no one oh yeah maybe or do you just you don't i just feel like there would also be a moment of fear like even if someone was in like a sexy version of it if somebody burst in the door in a paramedic uniform you would be like oh my god who's dying yeah. <laughs> which is not very sexy i'm just trying to think of my interactions with paramedics and the most recent one i suppose was when I gave myself a concussion by basically headbutting a wall. Wow. Not on purpose, I was just bending down to get a glass of water and didn't realise there was like a concrete buttress in the bedroom of a house I was staying oh. in. And then, because we had to go to the doctors the next day and be like, she's been vomiting all night and is kind of like delirious. Then they had to take me in an ambulance to the nearest hospital to get an MRI or whatever it was. Mm hmm so my interaction would have been... Is that why you're like this, Heather? <laughs> it really is. I have banged my head so many times. So yeah, I don't think I was like, oh my god, they're so hot. I think I was like, had my head between my knees and had no, been strapped true. into the little chair. That's true. Because I've had several very sexy medical 
personnel over the years and you're never really in a position you're just like I don't you're want just you like, to be here I, exactly I don't want to be in this hospital I don't want to be dealing with this medical issue I want you to fix me so I can leave and never return uh, but also you don't want to be seen in that state by someone who's that sexy best possible True. scenario is sexy doctor for some sort of consultation yeah like something that's really minor yeah that and st- like a little My bit sexy is still too big. <laughs> <laughs> or just too perfectly shaped <laughs> Too big. All size of there. boob is great. You'd be, you'd be there to get part of it removed. So yeah, exactly. That's not very sexy necessarily. Yeah, you'd be like, Doctor, I have this problem. My breasts are too perfect. <laughs> Can you just check out my bum and tell me how good it is? Like, exactly. That would be ideal. Or just like a really minor, like, that you've got this little bump on your skin and you're like, I'm just checking this is okay. And they look at it and they go, Yes, it's perfect. In fact, look. And they just like file it off with a little file. Are you alright? Shall I leave you alone? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Maybe I'll turn this into an erotic novel. I think this is all, um, all a homoerotic plot to ogle firefighters. Because he does. He I'm going to get to the homoerotic section later. There is a section. Okay. Are you ready? It's going to be terrible. Um, okay, anyway. <clears throat> we stopped thinking about hot paramedics and firefighters. So I can leave and come back if you'd like. That might be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I am only fanning myself because it's a hot day. Sure, okay. <laughs> I can keep it down. I can control myself. I'm an adult. So, um, when they tell Gabe... You're trying to get me back for rimming myself in the other <laughs> It was awkward, I won't lie. <laughs> so, I'm just going to hump my chair as we're talking. Um, so they tell Gabe about the, the fire that wasn't really a fire, and he initially seems excited, plot oh. point. <laughs> but then he's disappointed that this town is so boring that the most exciting thing that happens is the bin goes on fire. Oh god, that's so uh, that's such a fucking thing I would have said as a teenager, <laughs> and I realise what an enormous privilege that is now. Like, ugh, so boring. <laughs> so they try to impress him, and they say, look, Shadyside's got some great stuff. It's got a dance club called Red Heat, <laughs> which I'm going to say you would get an STD there. <laughs> Red Heat sounds like Deep Heat. Yeah, exactly. You rubbed a DP on you and it burns. It's like a medical yeah. medical dance club. Um, and there's also a, bowl, a bowling alley. And also, that's it. I mean, that is almost exactly my hometown. <laughs> Maybe these are set in Rotherham. <laughs> oh my God. That would be weird. Um, they do have one more thing, which is a haunted street. <gasps> it's Fear Street. Anyway, he's not impressed by that. Um, and then suddenly the boys' toilets catch on fire. Get used to chapters ending with stuff catching on fire. Would that is is that what he's doing? I would never have guessed. And you, you just wouldn't know. Uh, he's too clever of a writer to use such cheap tricks. Mm. Um, but it actually is on fire this oh, time. Okay. Yeah. Um, no one cares that much though. Uh, they all go to the it's beach. Only some boys that might. <laughs> Are you ready for the first homoerotic section? Yes. So they go to the oh, beach. Oh, I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I haven't quite calmed down from the firefighters yet. So they go to the beach. Here is Gabe. Can you picture this? Okay. He's this handsome, handsome boy with his green, green eyes. Here's what he's wearing. Black spandex bike shorts and a cut-off t-shirt that made him look like a finalist in the Mr. America contest. No, it didn't. It made you look like a person who did a music video in the 80s. Like a workout video in the 80s. He's They're gay. not heterosexual. He's gay. He's, he's gay. wearing spandex shorts and a, I'm presuming a cropped t-shirt and he's got bottle green clear eyes and he's the most handsome boy she's ever seen gay he looks like david and he's wearing a crop top <laughs> he's not a straight man he's maybe bi yeah but definitely not straight <coughs> sorry that's the way it's gonna be <coughs> sorry i'm choking on that idea um nothing happens in this whole scene apart from presumably everybody faints at the sight of game <laughs> and then later game oh, fucking hell he holds his hand over a candle flame and he keeps it there. Oh my god, that's so, so fucking teenage. He's gay and also a goth and also a teenager. <laughs> he's Spike from Buffy. Oh my god, he is, but no. Is that not, like, doesn't look like that. He's like, if Spike and Angel had a baby, Yeah. then that is who he is. <laughs> <laughs> and it was raised by Drusilla. Oh my god, no, he's just David, because I'm just thinking David... Where, he when, wouldn't do that, surely. When you wear swimmers, they're like fucking cling film like I, when we used to live in Australia long before we were together I he, I was like that is an obscene you just swimming. followed each other around the world he's followed me okay thank you um, we were I was in a pool and he was standing 
on the side of the pool and I was like David I can see the major vein in your penis like those are they are not okay to wear outside the house they're too small <laughs> even in the house yeah you can be comfier than that <laughs> you don't have to cut off the blood supply it really is like he's just cling filmed that area and then painted it black maybe he did <laughs> do you know what if that's what you're into <laughs> no shame uh so then Gabe despite being a gay man just call him gay Gay, <laughs> maybe bye, <laughs> but gay. He asks Jill on a date. <clears throat> Bad idea. And here's what happens. What happens? So what about this weekend? He asked Saturday night. Well, I'll have to check. Said Jill. What's the matter? Afraid I'll do something crazy. Sorry, that's a quote from the book. Jill was too surprised to answer. The truth was, she was a little afraid of what he might do. Gabe laughed. Don't worry, I never do anything without a good reason. What do you mean, said Jill, totally confused. Never mind, said Gabe, sounding more serious. The things you don't know can't hurt you. So can we just keep in mind that Gabe is exhibiting many red flags? <laughs> just many. <laughs> he seems aroused by fire. He holds his hand over a candle flame in some kind of stupid display of masculinity. He says, what you don't know won't hurt you. <laughs> okay, fine. We're going to come back to Is this later. Is it turning you on? No. <laughs> Firemen and firewomen and fire people are so far from my brain right now. They had me going for a minute there. It's <laughs> gone. Thanks, gay. <laughs> you ruined it. You spoiled it. <clears throat> so then they talk about Fear Street. Uh, we have some shout-outs to some previous books, like they mentioned... These skeletons found in a backyard, some friends who were almost killed with a chainsaw, someone whose parents disappeared mm. in the previous books. That's good. Is it? Well, I mean, it's the bare minimum, but yes, it is quite good. <laughs> it makes you feel like there's a Stein verse. Yeah, which I don't want to live in. Heather, we are living in it. No, don't. we fucking are. We, we've been living in the Stein verse for two months now. Over two months. Yeah, I'm just really glad I'm going on holiday. <laughs> That's the only way you can get away from me forcing you to read Robert Stein books. Just driving several hours you, away. You're not even going anywhere. You're just staying in your flat with all the lights off, pretending that you're not there. <laughs> don't, don't tell Kirsty we're still she'll, here. She'll make me read more books. Kirsty's like, do you need me to feed the dogs? Uh, the dogs? What are the other ones I've got? Cats. <laughs> What's like, that other animal? No! <laughs> no, someone else will. My friend. She's real. <laughs> she goes to another school. <laughs> this friend you've never heard. She's like, I'm on holiday. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> Are you ready for this plot point? I'm gonna, certainly not. You're going to fucking love it. So this happens. They have a sleepover. Andrea has lots of shit. She's got a CD player and she's got a laptop computer and she's got a printer. They print something out and it's in blue ink. Weird. Remember that. Can I... Can it's I read, so awful. Can I read a little bit about the computer? Oh my God, please. <laughs> so, um, Andrea, she has got from her dad a modular desk unit... Um, in the corner of her bedroom, and she opens it to reveal a new laptop, computer, and printer. I mean, a laptop in them days. 1991. My dad worked in IT and did not have a laptop in No, I know. Sure. We had a desktop that was like one of those huge beige, dusty ones, you yeah. know? In fact, around 1991, we had a fucking Acorn computer, which is a tape deck plugged into a printer, a keyboard, and a fucking thing. And I it remember had, them. Like, it had a hopper on it, which was rip off. <laughs> anyway, wow, said Jill, look how little it is. It's got lots of power, said Andrea. It can do calculations and play games, and it's got a word processor. Dad thinks it'll help me with my grades. Turn it on, said Diane. Let's see if you print something out. This is a little bit like when you went on holiday and there was a fax machine in the room, and you were like, let's oh, fax, fax something. <laughs> I used to find that really exciting. Oh, can I just say that's really cute? Just walking past the window, it's like four kind of bro-looking oh, boys, yeah. but they're all pushing a buggy. No, she's got a little pink hat. That's on. very so cute. cute. I just oh, feel I like <laughs> I don't. I wonder if like I don't know if two of them are a couple or like they're straight and one of them's the dad, Aww. and they're just all having a little day in the park with the baby. That's so fucking that cute. See, I like that mm. healthy masculinity. Yes, we're we all approve. There for that. We approve. Andrea switched on the computer, then put a disc in. After a few seconds, the disc booted and the cursor blinked, ready for input. Uh, what will I write? Anything, a poem. Ready for input, that can be my other erotic <laughs> novel. <laughs> Only if it's based on hackers. Uh, oh my god, that <laughs> must exist. It must. Are you kidding, said Andrea? Well, why not? So, yeah, the bright blue ink comes out. Blue ink? My dad got a blue cartridge by mistake. 
hey, it's different. <laughs> hey, what do you expect, said Andrea. I'm not a writer, but I do think it's it's true that computers make me more creative. <laughs> Nobody says that. <laughs> the whole bit is so retro. <sighs> it's probably the best bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've got a bit. I've got a favourite bit. Right. Okay. I better crack on. There's so much more of this Sorry. shit. <laughs> okay, here's what happens. Joe goes on a date with Gabe. They go to the cinema and it's fine. But then this happens. He takes her to the park and he plays her a song that he wrote. What oh no. Can Gabe. I tell you can I tell you that I once went back to someone's house, which was in a different city that they had to drive me back to, and uh they then sat me on their bed while they played their guitars, plural. Both at the same time. And uh they had their mum make me beans on toast. That sounds fun. I mean the beans on toast them. sounds oh no. With the mum. That no, might no, be a bit better. I should have. Sounds like honest. she did the better thing by making you the beans on toast. <laughs> well, that's awful. Yeah. You can't play your own song. Everyone knows you just play Wonderwall. Yeah. <laughs> Although, is that better? No, I'm not saying it's better. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what one does. So, and weirdly, she doesn't leave. Um, but actually, what happens is his car explodes. Oh. What, what do you think we can set on fire next? <laughs> <laughs> what, what could we burn next? Um, but it's, that's not even a jump scare. It actually fucking... Catches on fire and explodes. I don't think Which is a bit explode. of a sudden escalate. Well, maybe if you put dynamite in them. <laughs> or what else explodes? I have been in a car that was on fire and oh, it did not it explode. explode. Anyway, if, if you can, if you want to tick off, dab off your sudden escalation into violence <laughs> moment. Um, also, someone sets an abandoned house on Fair Street on fire, except an unhoused man was in it and fucking died. That's f- I don't feel it. Did you use the word unhoused? Yes, it doesn't say that say, in the book. You need to no, they call them like a vagrant or something. Okay. <laughs> Some other it's horrible like, term. How, uh, no, no, he doesn't say that. No, no. That is really sad though, but it doesn't matter. That's horrible. Nobody cares. Unhoused. It yeah. never is returned to. Um, what a fucking escalation. Yep. Again, Robot Stein, stop doing this. Don't yep. dabble in things that you cannot handle. Don't dabble in anything. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> Stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. <laughs> Anyway, everyone thinks that Gabe is behind it all, because, well, obviously, but Nick, Max and Nick... That homosexual must be setting all these things on fire. He's got spandex shorts on! <laughs> um, but Max and Nick both got notes blackmailing them for setting the fire, and Heather, they're in blue ink. <gasps> oh my god! From Andrea's laptop computer! So then what happens is Andrea calls Diane and Jill and asks them to meet her at school before it opens. And they go there and they find that Andrea's fallen off the balance beam and she's dead. <laughs> Can I tell you, it's like four feet off the floor, the balance beam. And there's always massive padding underneath You could it. land on your neck anyway. You could land on your neck. Well, it doesn't matter because she's not fucking dead, is she? Because this is a Robot Stein book. <laughs> Only unhoused people are allowed to die and also animals. That's only who gets to die so then what happens is um jill gets in a car with gabe and he advises her to stop looking into fires and he says this if you keep investigating you might find out that you're really playing with fire in more ways than one. Oh my god i have a fucking day off no i want this to get turned into a film just so i can watch an actor attempt to say that line without laughing and it makes me think of um in that 50 shades film where he, sh- he says, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Oh, like, how he can you? He does. He <sighs> says it in the film. But, like, how can you how can you say that out loud without laughing? I think it's that you look at the piles up. of money that they've paid you. <laughs> you put those piles of money behind your, like, actress. And you just look at them while you say it. I think that's maybe the only way. Maybe. 50 I feel shades like I, of fucked up. I'm, I'm 50 shades of fucked up. And he it's says it's the, so serious as well. Is that in the book? Of course it's in the fucking book. Oh my book. god. No other person apart from E.L. James would write that line. Please don't sue me, E.L. James. <laughs> I know you're at my same publisher, and I know that every time they take me out for dinner, it's your money and not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so please don't hate me. Well, I have no book, so I can say... I can say whatever I want. Fucking, wow. No skin in the game here. <laughs> okay, then, I love this bit. Here's when Diane makes a gay suggestion. <clears throat> To Jill, she says this. I have an idea. Why not just forget about Gabe and all the others? You and I can go to my parents' cabin this weekend. Haunted cabin? Just get away from everything. <gasps> and do you know what that made me think of? Do you know that famous thing that Virginia Woolf wrote to Vita Sackville, Sackville, Sackville West? Mm-hmm. 
which I've got here in case people don't know it. Look here, Vita, throw over your man and we'll go to Hampton Court and dine on the river together and walk in the garden in the moonlight and come home late and have a bottle of wine and get tipsy and I'll tell you all the things I have in my head, millions, myriads. They won't stir by day, only by dark in the river. Think of that. Throw over your man, I say, and come. Oh, Isn't that beautiful? I mean, this is like... C-U-M come at the end? It's implied. <laughs> and I feel like that's like the Robot Stein version of that. If he was trying to do that, I'm very impressed. I mean, However, I'm, I'm thinking it's almost definitely not what he's going for. I think that's my just my big lezzy head that, <laughs> <laughs> that made that be a thing. It just made me think of it, and I was like, oh, that is nice. I could be reading Virginia Woolf right now. <laughs> I'm reading this. Anyway, we're near the end, thankfully. <clears throat> so she... This is a fucking weird bit. So she tells... Jill tells Gabe that she can't see him this weekend. And weirdly, he doesn't get angry and throw chairs and have a tantrum. This is what it says. He didn't get mad or anything, said Jill, feeling strange about the conversation. I told him my parents wanted me to stay in. He said he understood. You know, he can be nice sometimes. Just so toxic. So many red flags. Like, can you... Why, why are you, like... He didn't get mad or anything. Like, why would he get mad yeah. that you said I can't hang out with you this weekend? That's awful. This is like, remember we did the other one, um, what was it, last week or the week before, the sleepwalker one, oh, where, like, yeah. she has to break a date with him and he's, like, really chill, but actually that's because he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, is it meant to be that, like, if you break a date with a guy and he doesn't, like, have a tanty, then... You're supposed to be impressed. Or, like... Or that that's a warning sign. Yeah. Because at this point, we're still meant to think that Gabe is the firebug. Yeah. So I'm like, is that meant to be a warning sign? Whereas, like, if a guy has a total tantrum and gets angry, he loves you? Yeah. Can we just not have these fucking toxic hetero messages in I, these books? Like, I just don't understand that. To be like, I can't believe you're not hanging out with me. Like, that is really horrible. It's just not healthy. It's like it's not even funny. It's just awful. No, it's like, gross. It's just grim. Anyway, so we're at the cabin now, and all is revealed. Do you want to know who did it all? Who wrote the notes? Who set the fires? Who hit Andrea beside the balance beam? She didn't even fall off it. It was Diane. You look really surprised. <laughs> <laughs> because you mean that amazing blue herring was just that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't have guessed. Blue herring. Blue ink herring. Oh, nice. Thanks. I didn't even get that. Fucking keep Too up. subtle. <laughs> um, she did it because she's in love with Gabe, quote, and she's crazy. <laughs> okay. Can I, uh, can I just go over the Guy Joe Jr. situation? Uh, yeah, here? go on. For a moment, <laughs> the Jill... Guy Joe Jr. <laughs> for a moment, Jill just stared at Diane, shocked, despite what Andrea had told her, in spite of Diane's own confession. <laughs> she couldn't believe it. Was this really her friend Diane? Guy Joe Jr.? Sweet, considerate Guy Joe Jr., who only a few minutes ago had made her a hot cup of tea? She almost didn't recognise the girl who sat across from her now, her usually sweet and pretty face transformed by a mocking, cruel smile. Diane unwrapped the towel from around her head and shook her damp, curly hair loose. What's the matter, Jill? Can't got your tongue? I just can't believe it, Guy Joe Jr., Jill said. <laughs> oh, really? said Diane. Diane. Well, it's true. <laughs> Oh, by the way, if the Guy Joe Jr. stuff, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you go way, way back to, like, season one, I think, the Funhouse episode um, <laughs> has God. that scene in it. Was that really season one? I think it might have been. My Lord. Was, Guy Joe Jr. Is, is the reference that people I know use most when they're talking about. <laughs> That's the real character name. We didn't make that up. Yeah, David was like, no. I'm like, no, yes. Man, man, son. <laughs> It can be done really well. Not to bring up this little show called The Sopranos. Which have I you seen it? It's on. I actually now. haven't watched it like lately. Okay. Um, but there's a character called Uncle Junior in it, which is brilliant and a wow. good way of writing a really funny character name. Uncle Junior. <laughs> Kaito Junior. Not so much. No, not so good. Okay, here's my favourite bit of the whole book. <clears throat> so Jill, they're at this cabin. It's snowy. Jill manages to escape and she runs away. But then Diane finds her. But how did she find her? <laughs> Quote, I followed your footsteps, said Diane. You walked in a circle. The cabin's right over there. (laughs) (laughs) So she just went outside, walked in a circle, and then, what's the point of that? (laughs) What's the actual point of that? Well, it ain't so hardly treacherous, is it? Like, what? Have we just descended into some sort of farce? 
thought you were going to say fart there, and I was going to be like, yes, <laughs> yes this yeah. book is a fart. So then we have this truly horrible bit of body shaming. So we've had a fat shaming. Now it's time for just body shaming in general. Um, <clears throat> so this is this explains why Diane is, quote, crazy. Jill stared at Diane and then screamed in horror. Crisscrossing Diane's body from her hips to her shoulders were long, ropey red scars. Can I just say, it's really fucking rude <laughs> if someone's got a scar and you scream yep. when you see it. Like, that's rude. Yes. Jill, you're rude. Also, is it really that scary? I, right? I have a lot of scars. Everybody's got scars. <laughs> yeah, like, I could... <laughs> Kirsty. Don't scream. Oh Don't scream. Oh well, like, my parents, one of my parents' friends, um, when I was growing up, he, I think he was in a fire when he was a kid, and so he's got, like, quite bad burns, like, kind of going from his jawline, like, I don't know how far down, obviously, because I haven't seen him without his clothes on, but you can, like, see it on his neck and stuff. It never frightened me as a child or anything. No. Like, it's just what people look like. Oh, my God, that reminds me of when my youngest nephew, Sam, was really little. He'd obviously been, like, told that, like, if someone's got, like, a a facial like difference or something you don't stare at them because it's like rude like mm-hmm. you know when he was really little i think he was like maybe even like three and my mom and him they were going to the morrison's um and they passed someone with like a facial difference and um my mom said she was she was like i was so proud of him like he didn't say anything and then just as the guy went out of shot sam went see grandma i didn't i didn't stare at that man at all but really loudly he was like oh you're trying your best yes. i feel like if they're three then you give them a break but like jill isn't three no <laughs> she's, she's really old enough to know better screams, you might be like screams. you might be like surprised like if if you suddenly revealed that you had like quite a lot of scarred skin i would be like oh i'm surprised because i didn't know mm. that that was the case you wouldn't be fucking anyway whatever <laughs> and then the, here's what we have here's the thing so diane is in love with gabe who wouldn't be <laughs> gay girl doesn't matter (laughs) stop it stop setting shit on fire it's not gonna make a difference right so awful this is what she says we can never be together my body is ruined it can never be it can't robot come on robot oh man that is not cool that really makes me sad because my auntie has like quite a lot of bones on her like you would never really tell but like she is kind of like here shoulder Mm -hmm. and like top of earlier because she pulled a, ban- a pan of boiling water into her when she was a kid mm-hmm. because my grandma had six children and I assume mm-hmm. that's quite difficult to keep hold of and like just the idea of like she thinks she's ruined I know. she's got burns well, what about um who's that woman she's in the Pantene adverts now oh yeah and I she know. had an acid attack Harry, Harry? Ka- or Katie something Katie yeah um who is just stunning and like as far as I know has like a handsome husband and a kid and everything like yeah. you're not fucking ruined yeah. I mean I'm not saying she's happy it happened or anything it was horrible but you're not ruined no you, you're just it's just that's, that's just how it is now things happen to people all the time yeah anyway uh, I'm not into that at all no me neither fuck you Robert Stein <laughs> that's awful um and then she becomes a Scooby-Doo villain <laughs> and attacks Jill with a blowtorch while screaming Feel the pain, Jill. Feel the pain. See, that almost tips over into good. Into so bad it's good. I mean, in the hands of someone better, (laughs) it could have been good. Rosie's clutching her face again. No! (laughs) Not the blowtorch. (laughs) Not the bees. (laughs) Um, That is a Nick Cage moment. (laughs) Really is, isn't it? Only Nick Cage could pull that off. Feel the pain. He should be in the first three films. He should be, uh, what's her name? Diane. But that would be good. Really would. would it? Well, <clears throat> so then we're at the end. Uh, Gabe bursts in and saves Jill. And um, I guess now he's okay. And all those warning signs were fine. I really feel like Gabe should just be in therapy to accept who he is. And then he would stop, like, trying to find himself through destructive means. Well, do you think when he's like, what you don't know won't hurt you, is like, he fucks men? Yeah. 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 And that's okay, Gabe. It's totally fine. It's it doesn't fine. hurt anyone. I mean, be safe, obviously. Yeah. Everyone be safe, but, but it's okay. You don't have to choose, man. Mm-hmm. You don't have, like, reject labels. You can fuck anyone you want, mm-hmm. consensually. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't. Fuck anyone you want, if they're into it. I just feel like all this will go away with some support. Yes. With a queer mentor. I feel like, yeah, the real problem here 
is not really Diane. <laughs> it's Gabe. Yeah. And also Jill is rude. Yes. And self-absorbed. Also, maybe Diane, like, maybe she would like that you're also into men, you know? Or maybe she yeah. wouldn't mind, and then, or maybe it would just be part of who you are and she'd love you. I just feel like this could have, like, a really positive ending. We're yeah. not going to get that, Because why, they could have just got together. Yeah. But what's the big deal? Anyway, that's the end of that book. Uh, was it good, though? No. no. Um, and can I give you my favourite line? Oh, yeah. Harry's favourite line? You, all of you, your complicated plots, trying to explain something that's actually very simple. Robot. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Mate. We see you. And can you remember last episode, um, or the one before, I can't remember, we introduced the concept of the gunshot moment. Oh, yes. So the gunshot is like... Remind us what a gunshot is. So it's like a when annoying Silicon Valley people say moonshot. They mean they're like going for something. They're really going for something. And a gunshot is the robot Stein version where he's like tried to achieve something and just missed. And it's just gone badly. <laughs> So the gunshot, or or it set everything on fire around it. Um, the gunshot moment here is him trying to approach the concept of PTSD with uh, Diane's kerosene story and just uh, missing hugely and uh, making everything awful. Yep. <laughs> and my low light would be the whole book. Yep. <laughs> so it's not good. <laughs> Two. One even. It's oh. not good. It's boring as well. I can't. We can't give it one because it has got the most flaming queer character we've ever had. And that's true. And if he gets a bit of help, he could he could be iconic. He could be really iconic. Mm -hmm. And I also really like the uh, blowtorch. Like it, it does yeah. dip over into being so bad. It's good. Well, there you go. Is it good bad though? Yeah, I think it's quite well. But it's also really boring as well. I know. It's so often maybe three for good bad. He contains multitudes, moments. doesn't he? I know. So bad it's good, and also just shit. Yeah. So let's give it. Which is what keeps us coming back. <laughs> That's why he's just, we know we shouldn't. It hurts so good. <laughs> okay, can you believe next week it's the end of the series? Thank fuck. We've survived this many Fear Streetses. Oh, I don't know if I've survived. I think I'm <laughs> clinging on. Well, you know, if you're alive, you've survived. True, but yeah, my rule. sanity, very much not, so. That's true. Are you going to be like, feel the pain, Kirsty, like slapping me in the face with Fear Street books? <laughs> and next week, to finish off, we're back to the films. Mm -hmm. We're going back in time. You love a pasto. I love a pasto. Famously, I love pastos. Uh -huh. You're known for it. And we're in part three of the film, set in 1666. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's not going to be about the plague or the great fire because it's probably set in america right did they even have america in 1666 yeah when was america founded yeah they had the well obviously there was native I mean, people yeah, there but i think but you do the united states of america I don't know, yeah i think so let's have a look i think is that not around the time that white people started living there um i'm googling it it's taking it's a long time. It. Americans will be like, I cannot believe when this... Why the fuck know. did we know that? Yeah, why would yeah, I know? Yeah, who's Henry VIII Americans? <laughs> Tell me about all his wives. <laughs> the first known use of the name America dates back to 1507 when it appeared on a world map produced by... Hmm. But when when did it... Pre-Columbian history, European settlements. 15... Well, when was 13? the Declaration of Independence? Oh, I don't know. That was like, what, early 1700s? I don't know. I mean, to you, everything... In the past, it's like if it's ancient Egypt or American Revolution, it's all the same to you. Yeah, it's just in the past. There's now, there's Victorians, <laughs> and then there's the entire history. Then there's before. Twenty ten. The, 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 the Beforeans. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I know time has lost all meaning, but come on. Oh my God, why is the United States of America down? Seventeen seventy six. There you go. So it's before the United States got declared itself. Yeah, but there were um, settlers there, weren't there? Yeah. Wonderful. I don't know anything. I'm, it's I'm, too hard. I'm sure at that time there were white settlers there. Okay. Or white, what are we calling them? Invaders? Pilgrims? <laughs> Pilgrims. Was it the Pilgrims? Yeah. I don't know anything about it. So we're going to go and do um, <laughs> American history for idiots. Can I just say, can I just say, <laughs> I would like to acknowledge that there are more Americans than in the United States of America. Yes, the, the, It's continent people in Central and Southern America also like to be like, you know, we're fucking Americans as well. And they are. And I would just like and to. And they're also fucking Americans. <laughs> yeah. Consensually. What, yeah. That's Do what whatever you want. Don't set That's things on fire. Into. Don't, you know, be set like colonial people just because you're gay and you aren't okay with that. Don't wow, we've fire. really lost our way here. 
<laughs> so we'll see you next week and in the meantime uh, don't read the book don't read the book <laughs>